your friend. You don't go over there and shake hands, smile, hug their neck. Let's knock them on their backs, butt them in the mouth, knock their ass in the dirt. That's what we got to do. We got to stop that buddy ball, smash everybody in the mouth. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day, baby. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. This is Hour 3 of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. You know what that means? Do you? We're the underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side... for the Big Dog Sports Talk Power Hour. Of the program. Hope you're doing splendidly wherever you might be here on this Hump Day Wednesday edition. David Teal joins us coming up, the Hall of Famer from the Richmond Times Dispatch in about half an hour. Now, though, it's time now for another Hall of Famer, the voice of Virginia Tech football. It's Bill Roth and the Roth Report. From the talk of the New River Valley WRAD, it's time for the Roth Report. Presented by the University Club of Virginia Tech, Blacksburg's premier private club and event venue. Now along with Virginia Sports Hall of Famer and voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth, here's Rick Watson. Good morning, William. How are you, my friend? You today, this is our last show of the calendar year, 2022. It really is, yeah. Yeah, I hope you had a you great You don't have Christmas. any Southwest Airlines flights. <laughs> no, today, no. I was wondering know? if you had to deal with that. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> Can you imagine those TCU fans trying to get from Dallas to Phoenix for the no, Fiesta Bowl? And of goodness. course, you know, Southwest is huge in Texas. Yes, yes. You better start driving. Yeah, right now. Yes, early. For the Michigan game. How long have I run? Dallas to Phoenix is probably further than you think. Yeah, it has to be. It has to be. But it's doable. It is. It is. Did you have a good Christmas? Everybody good? We did. I uh, had a bunch of folks in town. Had a really nice. Uh, we, we, well, we we eat overeat at all holidays. Of course. Uh, Baxter got a haircut. He looks great. Good, good. <laughs> Baxter. So I have a golden doodle named Baxter who doesn't like long hair. Like he he gets this thing like a cat where he'll like gnaw on his his hair on his arms, and then you know he has hairballs like a cat would. Really, he doesn't like long hair. He's a <laughs> he's a short haired dude, evidently. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, we got that done and uh, had a game in Tampa uh, last Friday. Uh, Wake Forest's game against. Actually, it was Sam Hartman's last game as a Demon Deacon. Yeah. Where he goes next, uh, uh, we don't know. But it was fun to watch uh, Wake play. And uh, saw Desiree Reed Francois, the athletics director at Missouri, at Missouri. They were the opponent. And she was former number two at Tech under Witt. So. 
Uh, nice to be in Tampa. It wasn't very warm, but yeah. I like that stadium. I do, too. I do, too. That's a good football stadium. Absolutely. And then later on, we're going to be giving away uh, some tickets. Oh, do we have stuff to give we away? Get your phone ready. We've got tickets to a sold-out <laughs> ACC men's game, and we've got two tickets to the game of the year in women's basketball at Castle as well. That's right. We're going to have one trivia question for both pair of tickets. So, folks, get ready a little bit later on coming up after the break. And speaking of hoops, Tech coming back um, at Wake. Tough place to play. They've had 10 days off from games. Hunter Couture's injury. I mean, what's the state right now, do you think, about Tech hoops on the men's side? Well, they didn't go into break well. You know, the game at Boston College, they did not play particularly well. They turned the ball over too frequently. And they lost at BC, and then they had 10 days off. But during the game, Hunter Couture fell in. First, I thought, uh-oh, he hurt his wrist. It's his arm, they've announced, and we don't know. It's a game-to-game situation. They've listed him as questionable for the game at Wake on Saturday. But, you know, Rodney Rice may also be a game-time decision. So now you're looking at a backcourt with just Darius Maddox and Sean Padula and MJ Collins, and you can get through that for one game. Uh, Wake is... Wake is 9-4. and four. They're 87 in the net. If the Hokies lose this one, this goes right like to the BC game. It'd be a bad loss. Right. And so that loss at BC dropped Tech to number 27 in net. But here's what's going to happen. Um, if BC keeps losing, that loss becomes worse. Good point. So you, you don't want to lose again to, to, to a team that's not in the top. You know, I mean, Wake may not be a top 100 team by the end of the season. So I think it's, it's a big... You know, if you remember, do you remember last year? This is a long time ago. Wake beat the Hokies at Castle last That's December right. at a big margin. It was not a good game. And the Hokies, like, have been a totally different team since. Chris Coleman of Tech Sideline wrote, I think the Hokies are 29-4 and or 29-5 and since losing that Wake game. That's pretty impressive. That is very impressive, yeah. But Wake did win last year in Blacksburg. So they play again Saturday at noon. And Couture is such a big part of the lineup. Uh, we'll see how they play. Pokies are 11-2. and two. You know, it's all conference games the rest of the way. And uh, I think they'll play better after, well, <laughs> Coach Young would probably say we can't throw the ball around a whole lot worse <laughs> right. than we did at BC. Right. But I think it'll be a good game Saturday in Winston. I do, too. I do, too. Well, on the gridiron, a lot coming up with your bowl coverage, but also uh, Virginia Tech recruiting. People uh, pretty excited to see the high school class and what they've done so far out of the portal. What are your thoughts? How did, how did Tech do in your mind? I think they did well, and, and, I, and I'll say this. I went back and listened to an old hokey hotline that we did back with Coach Beamer <laughs> and, and Jim Cavanaugh, and, like, we were wrong on everything. Uh, <laughs> we had guys that we thought would be good defensive backs ended uh. up being receivers. And, uh, but, but, but this is what I would say, and you can see what Coach Pry is wanting to do, and that is the focus on the general geographic area here. They did a great job. They signed 10 play, uh, 12, 12 players from Virginia high schools. Mm-hmm. Okay, 12. That's the most since 2014 at Virginia Tech. Now, to put that in perspective, okay, so you say, well, Virginia Tech's in Virginia. They certainly should be signing in-state kids, right? They signed 12, about half the class. Mm-hmm. In, in, last year, in, 20, in 2021, Tech signed seven. In 2020, the Hokies signed one. Okay, so the Hokies signed 12 this year, 12 times as many as they did in-state kids. So you can kind of see where they're going up with this. And there's, there, there's more to come, right? You, you build those relationships with in-state coaches and high school programs. It becomes the cool place to go for kids, and, and, and that's what they've got to get going. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the fact that 
they, they've reestablished themselves a bit in Richmond, uh, particularly at Highland Springs and the private schools, not just VHSL schools. I think that's exciting. And I think they did okay in the transfer portal. And again, you don't know. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. You, I go back and the, the show that I listened to, the Hokies had signed this five-star, five-star offensive lineman from Jacksonville and was the highest recruited offensive lineman ever to sign with Virginia Tech. He never panned out. Right. So you don't really know. Like, there's somebody on that list that's going to end up in the NFL that we're not talking about. Yeah, about. you're right. You're you know? right. And then, and then there's someone that, like, well, clearly there was a great statistic of Alabama in the last four years has signed uh, uh, 100 <laughs> top 250 players, okay? All wow. Right? Of those 100, 30 transferred, mm-hmm. even out of Alabama. So, uh, you know, you just don't know. But I, I, I think that what they've done, they've laid a great foundation moving forward. And, and the other thing is there will be 11 early enrollees. So not only the transfer portal guys, that's four, right? That's four guys that are going to transfer to Tech right away, including a quarterback for the spring, Rick. But 11 high school kids are going to enroll. Early. Right. So that's 15 new bodies coming up here in, 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 you know, when classes resume here in uh, on January 16th and then for spring ball. We mentioned you just saw Sam Hartman. Um, he made the official announcement, although we kind of knew he was transferring. Uh, looks like Notre Dame's going to be the uh, the destination. Multiple reports yesterday, I guess. But here we are now, a kid leaving the ACC, um, so decorated, all-time touchdown leader. How do you feel about this? I mean, you, you got to see him up close and personal. I've there. done two, two of their games uh, before. We didn't get to visit this week in Tampa or last week, but the game in Louisville, we spent almost an hour with Sam, our crew, and talked with him. Great kid, really smart. Yeah. On the surface, I don't like – I mean, Wake Forest plays Notre Dame this fall. Yes, that's right. Okay. On the surface, I don't like it. But in the modern system, meaning what we have today, it makes sense for Sam Hartman to do this. And I know it hurts for Wake Forest. It, it, it It's a killer, right? I mean, Sam Hartman is going to go to Notre Dame as – no Notre Dame quarterback has ever thrown for the yards or touchdowns that Sam has walking in the door. Right. So statistically, they've never had this at Notre Dame. But the reason it makes sense is that, you know, they run this slow mesh offense. How does that project to the NFL? Well, it doesn't. So if you talk with NFL scouts, they think Sam's a sixth-round pick. So why would you do that, right? The last player, what, what did the Purdy kid sign for when, when the Niners drafted him? Like $77,000? Yeah, the last player, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Women's basketball players are making that now, right? I mean, wrestlers are making $77,000. Yeah, sure. These days. Right. So, so you're better off going get an NIL deal and go into a pro-style offense for a year and see what you can do. And it's not fair to ask Dave Clawson at Wake to change his offensive scheme. They're not built for that. They don't have receivers who can block. They don't have all. They run a slow mesh, and that's not a good yardstick to how will Sam fit in a pro style offense where someone is going to take a, a flyer on him and, and spend a lot of money. If he's going to be a, a, a first day NFL pick, he's going to have to play somewhere else. And Notre Dame may be that place. We'll see. And I know people are going to say it's all about NIL money, and it might be. But in the long run, it's about NFL money, not NIL money for him. Do you have a problem with it? Well, I'm like you. I think you and I have the exact same mentality. I, overall, I don't like it. We're traditionalists, but this is the way it's going to be. I mean, it's the reality of it. 
And I agree. And he's going to be on TV every week, right? They have their own networks with Sam Hartman, Sam Hartman, Notre Dame. I mean, he's building his reputation. He's already thinking about what he's going to be after college football. So that's exactly why he's doing this. So I agree. Correct. I agree. Yeah, and I, and I, But I hate it for Coach Clawson. Yeah, me. sure, sure. It's Bill Roth and the Roth Report. We're going to take a break. And when we come back now, we're going to have your trivia question for two pair of tickets, one for the men, one for the women, for Tech Hoops. As we roll along here on this Wednesday with Bill Roth and the Roth Report on BDST. Don't go away. First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg. It has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Zoe's Kitchen, Bull and Bones, Avellino's, and El Rodeo. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. Visit First in Maine today. The official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. This is Rick Watson, voice of the Radford University Highlanders and host of Big Dog Sports Talk. Let me tell you about my friend Louise Baker with the Louise Baker team of Long and Foster. If you are looking to buy or sell here in the NRV, I can think of nobody better to take care of your real estate needs than Louise. She's meticulous, very detail-oriented, and will work to make what can be a very stressful time as stress-free as possible. Call Louise today for all of your real estate needs. You'll be glad you did. For more information, go to nrvhomes.com That's nrvhomes.com. From the classroom to the studio to the stadium, it's time to catch up on the latest from Virginia Tech Sports Media and Analytics Program. Today's SMA update is brought to you by First in Maine, Blacksburg's premier destination to eat, drink, shop, and play. And we do welcome you back, BDST, the Roth Report. Before we get into our trivia giveaway, SMA kids will be coming back pretty soon, sooner than we think, right? Yeah, well, they're actually on the move. Our students are covering the men's and women's home and road basketball games right now. So, for example, we're fortunate uh, one of our students is from South Florida down there, and the Tech women are there coming up next week. So Tyler will actually call the Tech women's game from Miami. Very cool. And that'll be fun for him wrestling here at Castle coming up in a bit. And again, I appreciate another example of, a, of another school, Miami, credentialing our students for games in their arena. Not that it's hard to get into a University of Miami women's basketball game. Well, you know, they don't have any students on campus right now down there either. True. But they're going to they're gonna take care of our students, which I think is awesome. Yeah, that is great. It's so great to hear that cooperation from the rest of the league. And man. we do the same thing, by the way, when visiting student come to Castle or Lane, they take care of them. Well, speaking of taking care of folks, that's what uh, Louise Baker excels in in her community on a daily basis, but also here now for the Tech basketball fan. She's providing not only one pair of tickets, but two, one for the men's game on the 4th and for the women's game on the 5th, and you've got a really good trivia question here. So these are trivia questions, a trivia question. The tickets are for next Wednesday's men's game against Clemson a week from tonight. Game is sold out. And then next Thursday night, Tech UVA women play at Castle. Huge. So two great games. Yes, yes. And you can't get a ticket for the men's game except right here if you know our trivia question. So how are we doing this? We're going to give one question and you're going to yeah. give the number? Yeah, I'll give the number out. Uh, get everybody ready now. 639-4900. I'll do it again. 639-4900 if you can answer Bill's trivia question. So what if the first person gets it right, then how are we giving 
the, the, the next person will know the answer. Yeah, well, if they get it right, then we're just going to have to say contest is over. We have a smart listening audience. It won't take long. <laughs> Here is our trivia question for tickets to the uh, UVA women or t- uh, Clemson men's game. The first person gets the choice of which one he or she would like. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Who is the only man who served as head coach for both Clemson and Virginia Tech basketball? Who's the only man who served as the head coach for both Clemson and Virginia Tech? There you go. Again, the only man who has served both the head coach for both schools, Tech and Clemson. Of course, that's fitting since that's who we're giving the tickets away for. 639-4900. If you know the answer, again, who's the only man to have served as the head basketball coach at both Clemson and Virginia Tech? And an ACC legend. Correct. You know yes. When he went in, when he went into the ACC Legends class, his wife got him uh, unmatching socks. His right <laughs> sock was a Clemson orange and purple. Love it. And his left sock was maroon. Love it. Love this it. This is this is a, a a suit and tuxedo. This was a formal event. A formal thing. I like it. I like it. Sorry, but he's wearing orange and maroon socks. Orange and purple for Clemson, and then orange and maroon. Orange and maroon. All right, well, the phone lines are going nuts. Again, uh, the trivia question is uh, the only man to have served as both the head basketball coach at both Clemson and Virginia Tech. Hey, good morning. Who's this? Uh, This is Royal. Hey, Royal. How you doing? I'm doing all right. How you doing? Hey, we're doing well. Um, You want to say hey to Bill Roth? Hey, Bill. How you doing? Good to hear you again. (laughs) Well, good morning to you. How, How Did you have a good Christmas? Hello. Hey. Okay, Royal. Yeah, he was asking if you yeah. had a, if you had a good Christmas or not. Oh, I couldn't hear him. Yeah. Yes, That's I okay. did. Uh, That's it okay. was really really cold here in Blacksburg. That's okay. That's okay. Well, Royal, listen. Um, here is our trivia question once again from Bill. And um, again, the only man to have coached both programs, Clemson and Virginia Tech. Would that be Bill Foster? That's correct. That is correct. You got it right. First time. See, I told you. See, this audience, they just know their stuff. That's a good question, though. That's one you have to actually think about a little bit. And he got it. He got it. Yep, yep, yep. Well, as Bill mentioned, the Clemson game is sold out. So this is the only way you can get tickets, courtesy of Louise Baker. So uh, you got them, man. You got them. And, um, Great. Yeah. Can I, can I ask you to stay on the line for a little bit here? And uh, we'll get all your information so you know how to get them and so forth. Sure, I'll stay on. It might cut off. I'm driving, so okay. I'll, uh, I'll well, stay here. If nothing else, call me back around 8.30 or so, and we'll get everything. You bet. Thank right. you. Thanks, Royal. Congratulations. See there, Bill? One and done. I'm not surprised. We're not, not going to ask tougher questions. <laughs> no, that's all right. That's all right. Uh, man, I tell you what, I don't envy you picking the Baker team game of the week. I mean, you got a lot on the docket here. Hoops, yeah. football. Mm. I know. NFL, college. Yes, yes. But the game that I want to see the most, how's that? I think this is a, a great choice because I think our, I agree. Our Baker team game of the week presented by Louise Baker and her great team at Long and Foster. Yes. It is the Chick-fil-A Bowl in Atlanta, Georgia, Ohio State, Saturday night at 8 o'clock. Mm, agreed. Now, ordinarily, I would make the joke, oh, Georgia game at the Georgia in Atlanta, real neutral <laughs> site. Ohio State bought tickets, so it'll still, it, it'll still lean to the dogs. I always laugh when everyone says, oh, it's a neutral site. Georgia's playing in Atlanta. It's, that's never been neutral. No, never. For those of us that have seen it. <laughs> right. 
Or more than one. Uh, you know, Georgia's a, what, a seven-point, six-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah. When's the last time Ohio State was a touchdown dog? I know. I know. It looks weird to see that line. It does. In, I'm doing the, uh, the Maryland game Friday. So I watched Maryland-Ohio State, and uh, I watched that game last night. Really, really good game. It was. It was. And more so to watch how Maryland plays. And that game was decided in the last couple of minutes. And either Maryland's really good or maybe Ohio State isn't that good. I don't know. I mean, Maryland was 7-5. and five. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Clear, uh, Maryland very, very easily could have won that football game. And I, I watched Ohio State, Michigan, and that was, that was very one-sided, right? Yes. And so, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 Georgia by a touchdown, maybe a safe play. Well, you're right. You're right, Vegas. That's why they have those shiny buildings, right? They know what they're doing out there. You're right. I agree. Do you think – I want to ask you, your per, what do you think about TCU? You think TCU can hang in there with Michigan? I know their offense is so dynamic, but TCU is so good defensively. What do you think? you think that'll be a blowout? No, I think – so interestingly enough, I, I worked with uh, TCU's color man, John Denton, this past week, so we talked a little bit about it. I think TCU is very similar to what the Hokies were in 99 and 2000, right? And, and mm-hmm. You just don't know about them. Absolutely. They won the Big 12. They're really good. I think if TCU's name was Oklahoma, you'd be looking at this game completely uh, differently. Yes, right? 100%. There's some, there's some name bias here. They won the Big 12. <laughs> so, so look at TCU's schedule, and instead of Oklahoma – Pick another Big 12 team that maybe you're – let's say it was Texas that did what TCU just did. Your, your outlook on this game might be a little bit different. Agreed. No, I agree. and, I, and I'm going back to my whole thing again. This is like a five-year-old thing. I Do not discount the level of high school players in the <laughs> Dallas-Fort Worth area and why <laughs> right. Baylor and TCU are good. Absolutely. But, you know, it, there's, there's so many – there's so many players that, that – Look at Baylor's roster. I know they didn't have a great team just over the last few years and where those kids have come from. And same thing with TCU. Well, I hope it's a great game. I like. I mean, I like it'd be easy. Doing. It'd be easy to ever to set the recruiting budget if you were a college administrator mm-hmm. in Dallas. Oh, sure, yeah, there's, sure. There's enough players within a hundred miles. Absolutely. Don't have to go too far. Yeah. All right, time now for Bill's NRV Heart Clinic top three. three! Are you ready for today's countdown? It's time for Bill's Top 3, presented by New River Valley Heart Clinic in Radford. All right, where are we going with the top three this week? So, first-year coaches, who are the top three that did such an amazing job this year? First-year head coaches Ooh, that took over program. Good stuff. Okay. And I'm going. this doesn't just mean, oh, Lincoln Riley went 11-1. and one, Well, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm talking about guys that did a great job this year with first-year teams. Number three on my list is a name that is familiar to the Virginia Tech people, and that is Jerry Kill. Mm-hmm. Remember Jerry came to Blacksburg I do. a couple years ago I in the do. middle of the year and helped out. Jerry Kill was named the head coach at New Mexico State. They just finished the season 7-6 and six and won their bowl game. Okay. Now, you might say to yourself, why would a 7-6 and six coach be one of my top three? That was New Mexico State's first bowl game. They've gone to <laughs> one since 1968. <laughs> right. He did a great job. You're right. He did a great job with that program. And yeah. One year. One year. One year. Uh, number two uh, is is John Summerall at Troy. Troy went eleven and two. Yeah, they snuck they're up on ranked. people. Yeah, they're real. They got a really nice team, and that's that'll be in, that, that's the guy that'll be the next SEC. Agreed. Oh, right? no question, no question. 
Um, now, that doesn't mean that they'll win. I mean, I, we said the same thing about, uh, you know, coach at West Virginia four years ago. Yeah, years yeah ago. you're right. right. You're from, right. From Troy. So, And number one on our list, the number one job by a first-year head coach in 2022, Sonny Dykes, TCU, 12-0. and Undefeated regular season. I mean, my goodness. I I knew he was a good coach, but I didn't think he could. Well, do they that lost. In they one. lost in the twelve right. regular season. Regular season. They lost right. the uh, Big Twelve championship. The ten, what a job! It's amazing the job he did in year one. It really is. It's never happened before in the Big Ten. I mean, in the Big Twelve until now. So, yeah, but they are coming off a loss. I do like. I, I think it'll be better than you think. The the Michigan. Game. I hope so, man. I hope so. I'm pulling for him. But I do love Michigan's O line and. The way it plays, they're, they they play smart. It reminds you so much of a Schembechler Michigan team. Mm-hmm. I'm excited that we're going to have the playoff. It'd be nice to have 12 teams. Yes, going, it, it would. Yes, it would. It would yeah, change everything. It's coming. it's coming. It's coming. And you've got Maryland, NC State, and then you segue into Mississippi State and Illinois on Monday. You know, it's funny preparing for these games and. Uh, Missouri's top receiver transferred to Georgia right before the game. Like, <laughs> right, right. Not, not, only are you going, not only are you leaving the team, you're going to a rival yeah, in your right. own division. <laughs> Stay in the league. <laughs> C.J. Dupree, uh, you know, I'm, I'm prepping and like, oh, wow, they get, Maryland's got a really good tight end. Dupree, yesterday he announced he's going to Alabama. Right, right. So, you know, they're getting ready to play NC State, and their top res- their tight end is going to Alabama. Mm-hmm. Makes but, it tough. Uh, Talia Tungavailoa is their quarterback. That's to his younger brother. Uh, he's really exciting to watch, and that'll be in the Duke's Mayo game coming up on Friday at noon. And then NC State's, and we're, I'm about to hop on a call here with their coach, Coach uh, Doran, but they had four different starting quarterbacks win games this year. That's totally unprecedented, right, right? Right, Devin Leary's gone. Ben Finley played. Jack Chambers played. The Hokies saw M.J. Morris. Each starting quarterback won at least one game as a starter this year. Mm-hmm. So that'll be Saturday, no, Friday. Friday at noon, and then down to Tampa for the Mississippi State-Illinois game. Uh, Illinois, everybody's opted out, and uh, the uh, defensive coordinator is the new head coach yeah. at Purdue. Yeah. And, of course, on, on the Mississippi State side, we know about Coach Leach. Right, right. So it, it's, it's, it's tough. There's a lot of new names in new places on the field, on the sideline, and coaching box. But, um, you know, Maryland and NC State was a really good rivalry in the ACC. It was. That'll be a fun was. game. We'll get to eat lots of mayonnaise. You will. You will. Lots of mayo. <laughs> well, have a great call, my friend, and Happy New Year. Happy, happy New, New Year, Year to you and to everybody. And thanks, for everyone, for joining us today and each and every week on our show. And uh, I appreciate all of our sponsors from the University Club and, of course, the Baker team and NRV Heart Clinic and uh, everyone that's been a big part of our show here we were talking before. What, time, what year did we start? 2001. <laughs> and then we stopped for a while, and then we're back. <laughs> so 13, 14 years we've been doing this. But we've had a longer run than Gilligan's Island. Correct, and we that did. Is something <laughs> note that I think that you and I share in that, in that long Lots run, of pride so. there. Lots of pride there. <laughs> uh, stay safe for your travels, my friend. All right, Gilligan. Have a happy <laughs> All right, Skipper. <laughs> Skip out. <laughs> it's Bill Roth. We're back after this with David Till. Stay with us. Don't go away. 
First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg. It has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Zoe's Kitchen, Bull and Bones, Avellino's, and El Rodeo. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. Visit First in Maine today. The official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. Louise Baker, the Louise Baker team with Long and Foster Realtors. Hire an experienced real estate agent to help you navigate the world of purchasing your property. Dealing with lenders, selecting properties, seeing the inside, making an offer, and all of the details to closing. Let a professional help you with the steps. Louise Baker, Long and Foster Realtors. Contact us at nrvhomes.com with an S.com. 